Preface of the Algonquin Legends of New England. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Amy Graymore. The Algonquin Legends of New England, or Myths and Folklore of the Micmac, Passamaquoddy, and Penobscot Tribes. By Charles Godfrey Leland. Preface. When I began in the summer of 1882 to collect among the Passamaquoddy Indians at Campobello, New Brunswick, their traditions and folklore, I expected to find very little indeed. These Indians, few in number, surrounded by white people, and thoroughly converted to Roman Catholicism, promised but scanty remains of heathenism. What was my amazement, however, at discovering day by day that there existed among them entirely by oral tradition, a far grander mythology than that which has been known to us by either the Chippewa or Iroquois Hiawatha legends, and that this was illustrated by an incredible number of tales. I soon ascertained that these were very ancient. The old people declared that they had heard from their progenitors that all these stories were once sung, that they themselves remembered when many of them were poems. This was fully proved by discovering manifest traces of poetry in many, and finally by receiving a long Micmac tale, which had been sung by an Indian. I found that all the relators of this lore were positive as to the antiquity of the narratives, and distinguished accurately between what was or was not pre-Columbian. In fact, I came in time to the opinion that the original stock of all the Algonquin myths and perhaps of many more, still existed, not far away in the West, but at our very doors, that is to say, in Maine and New Brunswick. It is at least certain, as the reader may convince himself, that these Wabanaki, or Northeastern Algonquin, legends give, with few exceptions, in full and coherently, many tales which have only reached us in a broken, imperfect form from other sources. This work, then, contains a collection of the myths, legends, and folklore of the principal Wabanaki, or northeastern Algonquin Indians, that is to say, of the Passamaquoddies and Penobscots of Maine, and of the Micmacs of New Brunswick. All of this material was gathered directly from Indian narrators, the greater part by myself, the rest by a few friends. In fact, I can give the name of the aboriginal authority for every tale except one. As my chief object has been simply to collect and preserve valuable material. I have said little of the labors of such critical writers as Brinton, Hale, Trumbull, Powers, Morgan, Bancroft, and the many more who have so ably studied and set forth Red Indian ethnology. If I have rarely ventured on their field, it is because I believe that when the Indian shall have passed away, there will come far better ethnologists than I am who will be much more obliged to me for collecting raw material than for cooking it. Two or three subjects have, it is true, tempted me into occasional commenting. The manifest, I may say the undeniable, affinity between the myths and legends of the northeastern Indians and those of the Eskimo could hardly be passed over, nor at the same time the identity of the latter and of the shaman religion with those of the Finns, Laplanders, and Samoyeds. I believe that I have contributed material not devoid of value to those who are interested in the study of the relations of the Aborigines of America with the Mongoloid races of the Old World, 
This is a subject which has been very little studied through the relations of these Wabanaki with the Eskimo. A far more hazardous venture has been the indicating points of similarity between the myths or tales of the Algonquins and those of the Norsemen, as set forth in the Eddas, the Sagas, and popular tales of Scandinavia. When we, however, remember that the Eskimo once ranged as far south as Massachusetts, that they did not reach Greenland till the fourteenth century, that they had for three centuries intimate relations with Scandinavians, that they were very fond of legends, and that the Wabanaki even now mingle with them. The marvel would be that the Norsemen had not left among them traces of their tales or of their religion. But I do not say that this was positively the case. I simply set forth in this book a great number of curious coincidences, from which others may draw their own conclusions. I confess that I cannot account for these resemblances, save by the so-called historical theory of direct transmission. But if anyone can otherwise explain them, I should welcome the solution of what still seems to be, in many respects, a problem. I am, in fact, of the opinion that what is given in this work confirms what was conjectured by David Krantz, and which is thus expressed in his History of Greenland, London, 1767. If we read the accounts which have been given of the most northerly American Indians and Asiatic Tartars, we find a great resemblance between their manner of life, morals, usages, and notions, and what has been said in this book of the Greenlanders, only with this difference, that the farther the savage nations wandered towards the north, the fewer they retained of their ancient conceptions and customs. As for the Greenlanders, if it be true, as is supposed, that a remnant of the old Norway Christians incorporated themselves and became one people with them, the Greenlanders may thence have heard and adopted some of their notions, which they may have new-modeled in the coarse mould of their own brain. Among those who greatly aided me in preparing this work, I deem it to be a duty to mention Miss Albie Alger, of Boston, to whom it is cordially dedicated, the Reverend Silas T. Rand, of Hansport, Nova Scotia, who lent me a manuscript collection of eighty-five Micmac tales, and communicated to me with zealous kindness, much information by letter, and Mrs. W. Wallace Brown of Callis, Maine. It was through this lady that I derived a great proportion of the most curious folklore of the Passamaquoddies, especially such parts as coincided with the Edda. With these I would include Mr. E. Jack of Fredericton, New Brunswick. When it is remembered that there are only forty-two of the Hiawatha legends of schoolcraft, out of which five books have been made by other authors, and that I have collected more than two hundred, it will be seen how these friends must have worked to aid me. AUTHORITIES The authorities consulted in writing this work were as follows. PERSONS Toma Josephs, Passamaquoddy, Indian Governor at Peter Daner's Point, Maine. The Reverend Silas T. Rand, Baptist missionary among the Micmac Indians at Hansport, Nova Scotia. This gentleman lent me his manuscript collection of eighty-five stories, all taken down from verbal Indian narration. He also communicated much information in letters, etc. John Gabriel and his son Peter J. Gabriel, Passamaquoddy Indians of Point Pleasant, Maine. Noel Josephs of Peter Dana's Point, alias 
Chigachgok, the Raven. Joseph Toma, Passamaquoddy of Point Pleasant. Lewis Mitchell, Indian member of the legislature of Maine. To this gentleman I am greatly indebted for manuscripts, letters, and oral narration of great value. Sapiel Selmo, Keeper of the Wampum Record. Formerly read every four years at the kindling of the great fire at Kanawaga. Marie Saxis of Old Town, a capital and very accurate narrator of many traditions. Miss Abby Alger of Boston, by whom I was greatly aided in collecting the Passapaquoddy stories, and who obtained several from me among the St. Francis or Abenaki Indians. Edward Jack of Fredericton, for several Micmac legends and many letters containing folklore, all taken down by him directly from Indians. Mrs. W. Wallace Brown. Mr. Brown was agent in charge of the Passamaquoddies in Maine. To this lady, who has a great influence over the Indians, and is much interested in their folklore and legends, I am indebted for a large collection of very interesting material of the most varied description. Noel Neptune, Penobscot, Old Town, Maine. Books, Manuscripts, etc. The Story of Glooskap, a curious manuscript in Indian English obtained for me by Toma Josephs. The Dominion Monthly for 1871, containing nine Micmac legends by Rev. S. T. Rand. Indian Legends, manuscript of 900 pages, folio, collected among the Micmac Indians and translated by Silas T. Rand, missionary to the Micmacs. A manuscript collection of Massamaquoddy legends and folklore by Mrs. W. Wallace Brown of Callis, Maine. These are all given with the greatest accuracy, as narrated by Indians, some in broken Indian English. They embrace a very great variety of folklore. Manuscript Fairy Tales in Indian and English by Lewis Mitchell. Manuscript, The Superstitions of the Passamaquoddies, in Indian and English. A History of the Passamaquoddy Indians. Manuscript of 80 pages, Indian and English, all of which were written for me by L. Mitchell, M.L. Wampum Records, read for me by Sapiel Selmo, the only living Indian who has the key to them. David Cusick's Sketches of Ancient History of the Six Nations, Lockport, New York, 1848, printed but written in Indian English. Manuscript, Six Stories of the St. Francis or Abenaki Indians, taken down by Miss Abby Alger. Osgood's Maritime Provinces. In this work there are seven short extracts, relative to Glooskap, given without reference to any book or author. End of Preface and Authorities